Welcome everyone. This is the Rotary Club of Worldwide Impact, and we're excited to share our mission and the work we do as part of Rotary International with all of you today. My name is Kelly and I'm your host for today's program. Rotary International is a global network of 1.4 million neighbors, friends, leaders, and problem solvers in more than 46,000 clubs, all united in the common goal of making a positive impact in our communities and worldwide. As a Rotary Club, we approach every conversation as an opportunity to learn and grow together. Our goal is to connect with and hear from fascinating and inspiring speakers, often with a message focused on the power of ideas to change lives and ultimately the world, and bring you a little bit of inspiration that allows you to think about how you can make a difference as well. You may be hearing this on your favorite podcast service, watching it on our YouTube channel, or viewing it on our club's website. If you enjoy the program, share it with your friends, and don't forget to leave a good rating and review. We do like five stars. Now, today we are honored to have with us Lizzie Brisuela, an entrepreneur and NGO leader. Lizzie was born in a small town in Argentinian Patagonia. She holds a bachelor's degree in international relations and additional studies in accounting and project management, having recently acquired the PNP designation. A decade ago, Lizzie relocated to Germany, where she encountered challenges while adapting to the language and culture. Undeterred, she took it upon herself to establish the Hello Project, a social initiative aimed at supporting immigrants residing in Munich. Building on the success of this endeavor, Lizzie subsequently founded the NGO Lebbund to foster connections between German elders and immigrants, creating a mutually beneficial environment for both groups. Lizzie has an incredible story to share about her personal journey from exclusion to empowerment and how she is making a difference in fostering inclusivity. Through her entrepreneurial endeavors and NGO leadership, Lizzie exemplifies the power of entrepreneurship in promoting social change and cultivating inclusivity. Gain insights into her positive approach and learn how she empowers integration in communities. Prepare to be inspired as Lizzie highlights the importance of building bridges between cultures and generations and working towards an inclusive society where everyone can thrive. This presentation may just help you discover how you can contribute in to fostering inclusivity in your own community. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Lizzie, over to you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for the nice introduction and thank you for the invitation to be here today. I am very happy to share my story with all of you. So I will share first my presentation. So as Kelly said, <laughs> my name is Liz Brizuela and I come from the south of Argentina, from a very small town in the Argentinian Patagonia. But I moved to Germany uh, back in 2013 and today I'm going to share the story, how were the first years for me in Germany, why I decided to create this NGO, what we do, and how we foster inclusivity through entrepreneurship and NGO leadership. So first I will start with the challenges like the foreigners first face living in Germany. These challenges, maybe you know them, <laughs> they are very similar when you move to another country. And these are learning, of course, the language, meeting new people, making friends, integrating, and finding a job. So as you probably know, learning German is not one of the easiest languages to learn. So there are some challenges there. Then maybe it can be like 
the culture here is very different from the one you have. For example, for me, there was like a cultural shock because the German and Argentinian culture cannot be more opposite. <laughs> so sometimes it's not so easy to make friends and make and meet German people. We did the integration and finding a job. Although there are a lot of opportunities in English, for some professions, you need to speak fluent German and then you can have another challenge. Additionally to this, Germany is ranked as one of the hardest countries to start a new life as an expat. And there is a lack of integration opportunities for working foreigners. So what my experience showed, like I was learning German, I was attending the German courses, and then I found a job, but it was in English and Spanish. So during the day, I could not practice my German. And after work, there were not a lot of chances to practice it, although we live in Germany. And when I realized that I was not the only one facing these challenges, I wanted to do something and help the other foreigners. This is from one side and from another side, we have the aging population, loneliness and social isolation. What I saw in Munich, the south of Germany is like, there were a lot of elderly, but what they have in common it is like, they were always alone and looking very sad. So I was thinking like, I wouldn't want that for my grandmother. What can I do? And then I realized that there were a lot of elderly because 22% of the German population are elderly and one out of five elderly in Germany feel lonely. From different reasons, some of them can be like the partner passed away, the family is living very far away, they have a low income and therefore they cannot participate in social activities or they are liking the daily structure they had due to the job and now they are retired. So then I come with this, I came with this idea like, why we don't create connections between these two groups? Why we don't bring together these foreigners that they want to practice German, get to know more about the German culture and people. And we bring them together with elderly that they are mostly German, they have time and maybe they also want to meet new people. So this is how the Hello Project and our NGO Live Colorful, but in German it's the Hello Project and Let Bund was born in 2018 with the purpose of promoting the intercultural and intergenerational exchange, offer a chance for foreigners to practice the German language and integrate and overcome loneliness, not only from the elderly side, but also from the foreigners, because when you move to another country alone or with your partner or maybe a family, there are a lot of moments that you will feel lonely because maybe the culture is very different and also hard to meet people. So overcoming the loneliness of both groups is also very important. And we do all of this through a win-win situation for both sides. So what we do exactly is with the Hello Project, we offer group activities, a language tandem program, and community events. Group activities for elderly and foreigners, for example, like we are cooking together, or we offer culture nights, where the idea is to present more about the culture of a country. For example, Argentinian culture night will be, there is a short presentation about Argentina, then the, with something traditional like empanadas, <laughs> and then with a tango, for example. Then we also organize other activities like playing different kinds of games or quiz, going for a walk, go hiking, doing crafts. 
So the idea behind is to do activities that they are fun, that the people will do normally with friends. But through the participation to these activities, we are bringing both groups together to get to know each other, to learn from each other, and to help each other. We also offer a language tandem program from elderly and foreigners, so like one elderly meets with one foreigner. And in this case, they speak half of the time in German and half of the time in another language in the case that the elderly maybe they want to refresh their English skills or French or another language, or sometimes completely in German because the elderly, they want to help the foreigner to practice more. And we also offer community events for the foreigners so they get a chance more informal to meet the other participants and team members and make friends. And then we come with our second topic that is inclusivity. So inclusivity of these two groups. And we are different and we like it because normally these two groups, let's say like they are not um, value as it should. <laughs> So normally elderly and foreigners, they tend to be considered uh, always in a passive role, mainly the elderly. Because of their age, they are categorized like they cannot do anything else. They cannot achieve anything else. When in reality, the elderly from 60 until up to 80 years old, they still have a lot of energy and time and drive and they want to do, they want to do things, they want to be active, they want to support and help. And there is a lot of people who is not valuing and considering that, and we do it. So for us, the elderly, they play a super key role in our projects because they support the elderly and they help the support the foreigners, helping them to practice the language skills and integrating. They even organize events like hiking days or discussion groups. So they have this chance to be super active and we value their support their help and everything and this is why they like it at us and from the other side we have the foreigners that still due to maybe the lack of fluent german skills and cannot participate actively in the society for example when i moved to germany like a long time ago i wanted to volunteer i applied for a lot of ngos to volunteer and i got mostly rejected because I was not speaking fluently German. So I could communicate in German. They can, I could understand them. They could understand me, but this was not enough. And when you are like doing the effort of learning the language, integrating, and volunteering is also part of the social integration. And this doesn't work for the person. This is another thing that I can do. And this is very frustrating. When in reality, we should value these things, the experience of the volunteers, their time, the motivation to help. And the crazy behind this is like this is still unfortunately happening. So last year, I went to the representation of the NGO to an event where there were maybe like 40 other NGOs and social projects in Munich. There was an event organized by a volunteer agency that they support the NGOs finding volunteers, depending on the profile. And the organizers ask us all, hi guys, we have a lot of people who would like to volunteer, but they don't speak fluent German. Is there any organization here who would like or who could take volunteers that they don't speak fluent German? Can you imagine how many <laughs> of these organizations raised their hand? 
I was the only one. I was the only one out of 40 organizations last year who is accepting foreigners as volunteers. And this is very frustrating for me to still see this because at Legund, we are completely the opposite. We are still a very small NGO of 49 members from 19 different nationalities. So most of our team are foreigners, I would say like 70%, because we value their experience and everything they bring. It is not important for us that they don't speak, speak fluent German. Therefore, at Legund, the official languages are English and German, we tend to and try to speak more German to practice it, but if somebody doesn't feel comfortable speaking it or doesn't speak it, we always switch to English to include this person. We value motivation over experience. We are open for new ideas. We offer flexible work arrangements so people also like they are working full-time and they have extra activities they can still support. And we really appreciate the contribution of our volunteers. We welcome feedback and continuous improvement because we know we are not perfect and we can always improve. Additionally, we also offer a volunteer and internship program for newcomers because depending on the profession, sometimes it's harder to find a job for some people. Sometimes it's because they don't speak fluent the language and then they need to achieve this level or maybe they have experience and some German but they don't have any work experience in Germany. And that is the reason why they are not contacted for interview. So what we offer is like a first working experience for these newcomers in form of volunteer or internship. We also offer support and coaching to get them prepared for the German work environment. And we also offer a CV review and preparation for the German job market to help them finding a job. So then I come with my last topic, that is entrepreneurship. So, you know, entrepreneurship is, is not easy. It's not for everyone, but it's completely worth it. And as you can hear from my stories, it was rejections. <laughs> there were a lot of rejections in my story. And what I didn't tell you is like, before all this, I wanted to work in the nonprofit sector, but I also got rejected because I didn't have official experience in this sector, only as a volunteer in Argentina. And then, of course, what I told you, I wanted to volunteer here, but it did not work because I was not speaking perfect German, fluent German. So it was rejection, <laughs> rejection. And then I said to myself, okay, nobody wants to take me. Okay, then I build my own NGO. And then I went through these rejections to celebrating five years last month of the Hello Project. And here we have a picture of the celebration with Akash from India and Ibolika from Germany, Hungary, because she has two nationalities. And then another picture that, I know this is not my best picture, but I like <laughs> the picture because it's with one of the elderly who is with us since the beginning. So since 2018, and she's still with us, very active, to this. This picture with Merkel that I don't show it for political purpose, but to represent what it means for me, because I come from a very small town in the Argentinian Patagonia, to creating this NGO, supporting the team and helping people and meeting Merkel for some seconds, this is a big achievement for me. Therefore, I encourage people, like, if you have an idea, if you have something that you think like, 
somebody could do different. If there is something that you would like to change, you can always change it. Therefore, I want to finish my presentation with a quote of Gandhi, like be the change you want to see in the world. So thank you so much for your attention. I will stop sharing. <laughs> Lizzie, that was fantastic. Thank you for sharing your story. I love that last photo. I know like maybe you wouldn't share for political reasons, but just the the achievement of that, it coming from a small town and then one day meeting the chancellor. Yes, of, big uh, achievement for me. I, I feel very happy. There were some seconds only, but still very happy. <laughs> no, regardless. Yeah, no, you need to own that achievement. I think, yeah, it's, an, it's incredible what you've achieved so far in such a short span of time, too. And it was a bit disheartening to hear about all of the rejection that you encountered, especially. And I like how you mentioned that the organization really focuses on motivation versus experience. And I think that might even be a cultural component here that a lot of value is placed on experience. Have you done that exact job before? versus recognizing that someone is really motivated and may not have exact experience. Like you said, maybe I don't have official volunteer experience in a company, but I have a lot of volunteer experience outside and just creating a, a safe place and open place for foreigners to be able to, to have that valued. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned before at the very beginning that you recognize there was a lot of lonely elderly and you also wanted to get involved. Did you ever test try this first before you created Death Hello Project? Meaning, did you already have a tandem partner or did you organize some activities like coffee dates or maybe going to a museum with somebody? So I tried a lot of them. <laughs> so that's why um, most of them did not work out for different reasons. Like sometimes like you met someone and you don't have anything in common or it's very hard to get an appointment with because the person is very busy. Or the worst of all is like you met with someone, you understand each other very well and then you never heard for the person again. <laughs> so this, for example, what do we, I try to avoid this in the tandem program that we offer. So we pay a lot of attention in the matching in checking if the, the elderly and the foreigner, they have things in common, they live near each other, they have the same interest in, and then we do the matching. And yes, this was not my first project. <laughs> so this is the second one, <laughs> because the first one, it did not work. So mm. the first one was very similar, but um, with the focus more in the poverty in the um, elderly. And because, like you can imagine, me, foreigner, doing something new for elderly, poor, no work. So then I realized, okay, these elderly that they have a low income and they cannot participate in social activities, they don't need only the money, but it would be nice if they are also getting contact with other people. They, are, they start doing social things and meet people and stay less lonely. So I changed the poverty in the, in the elderly to loneliness, and then it worked. But it's like, because I wanted to continue trying. So it's like what I told myself is like, the first one did not work. Okay, I will see what can I change? How can I adapt it? And then I told myself like, 
I am going to give it all to make this work, but really all, because if this does not work, then at the end I can say at least I try everything to make it work and then I don't have any regrets, but it works. So hopefully it's good news, <laughs> we see here. Yeah, it sounds like your journey is really a story about perseverance. So no matter what, what barriers come up, you always seem to find a way. And, you know, it shouldn't be so difficult, <laughs> but it seems like it's, it's made you stronger and, and you've come out the other end. Now, you've mentioned a lot of uh, events that the uh, that Dust Hello Project hosts. You're talking about the Argentinian evening. Is there an event that is very memorable for you? Oh, from the events, because we had like almost 200. Let me think. I cannot, I cannot tell you like one event. I like, I would say like the culture events are the best ones. Um, one of the memorable ones, I could give as an example, the last Saturday one, because it was an Iranian culture afternoon done by Muchan, our previous intern now volunteer. She's only one year here in Germany. And she did a presentation completely in German. She's like super proud of her and the show in the culture is super interesting despite all what is happening. And these kind of moments are like when the changes, when I, I meet everyone who participates at the Hello Project, foreigners and elderly, I meet them first and then they start participating. And what I really like is like the change that I see in the person. So I have, for example, from the foreigners, some volunteers that, that participants volunteers because they can do both, that she was also rejected by other NGOs because she could not speak German, but treated like not very correctly. And then she was, because this for her, again, this is another thing that doesn't work, right? So, so many things, she was finding a job, doesn't find a job. Then she wants to volunteer, free work, and still gets rejected. And for a person, it's like, it's very, it's too much. And then at the end, she was like organizing a lot of events, doing an internship. So, and then now she's working as in what she studies, she's working as an, in the finance department for another NGO. I just hope super happy. And I really like enjoy like how I saw this change. Or another example, it was from an elderly who her partner passed away some years ago. And also she was like, when I met her, like very, you know, very sad, you know, like when you see only dark. And then she's the one, for example, like decided to implement these discussions rounds every month. And she did like almost one year long, participated to so many other events. And she was super happy with a lot of energy, like the complete transformation. So I have like, of course, like bad days or complicated days, but when sometimes I take the time during the events that we organize to just admire the situation, what is happening. Like, it's not like you see a group of elderly and group of foreigners, super different. No, you see like a group of people having a super nice time together, chatting with each other, laughing at each other. Like there is no country, age difference, nothing here. And this is so rewarding to see. It really is such a positive uh, atmosphere to be 
yeah, to be a part of. So I've asked quite a few questions already. I'd love to open the floor to our audience members. If you have any questions, please feel free to use the reactions icon to raise your hand and I will pass over the mic to you or feel free to enter your questions in the chat and I can also uh, read them for, for Lizzie to answer. Lizzie, you said that the official languages are primarily German, but we are open to speaking in English with people. Are there any other requirements for membership to take up to take part in these activities? Uh, for you mean for volunteers or just foreigners and elderly to participate? The foreigners and elderly. Um, so um, for them, it's like the requirements to speak some German, like A2.2. We recommend this. It's not like a fixed requirement. We just recommend it because I want to avoid like the foreigners come to the event. It is completely in German and they, they even feel more frustrated. So that's why I recommend it. And then sometimes they come and then they come back after. Um, but this is the only requirement in reality for the participants. <laughs> and then like, of course, openness and motivation to improve their German skills, to meet the elderly, to meet the foreigners and to be part of the community and help each other. Great, thank you. And Jet has a question, please go ahead. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I was uh, wondering, how do you get in touch with the, uh, the German elderly? Is there an organization you, uh, you're connected with or do you, um, I, I, I can't imagine picking them up from the streets, but <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you find people uh, um, uh, working with you? Thank you, that's a very good question because the elderly are not so reachable. <laughs> it is a hard to reach group and therefore to reach the elderly we work with corporations so we work with corporation partners in munich that there is this big alternate service center is like an activity center in other words and there is one per neighborhood in munich and we work in, co in cooperation with them because the elderly they know this institution yeah. and the tricky to the, with the elderly is like they don't try new things. They mm. go only for what they know. So you need to gain their trust. <laughs> and if they see a flyer, they will probably not go unless they are very, super curious. So we work with these different corporations. We organize events with them. And then in this, in this way, we reach el, the elderly from different neighborhoods in Munich. The elderly, they are not online. So that because they see our program in a paper program, like really, we talk, it's nothing online. They go to the center, they get the program, they register there and they come to the events. And also this way, we reach the elderly that they are, for example, not so fit, that for example, they cannot come to hiking or going for a walk, but they come to the culture events, the cooking nights, the playing, the game activities. Um, and also need to say that I see, more now more elderly online i know that we are getting a lot of elderly from this neighborhood app called neven Ann. that there is as it works for per neighborhood and all the neighbors can say ah oh, we have this or like there is we are still in this i have this problem i lost my cat and also there are our posts hey that's hello project would you like to participate and there is the elderly that are online they are coming from this neven app or some elderly, they see it online in Google. So it's like everything, little everything. But most of the elderly are still offline. 
and they come from these big cooperations that we have around Munich. And, and is that um, based in one location or is it throughout whole city of Munich? So we have an office in like kind of the middle of Munich and then these cooperations are all around Munich. Okay. Then we reach, therefore the, the elderly that they are coming there, they live there and they just need to work maybe one minute or two minutes and they reach the location. So it's much easier for them to participate. And you're using that location for the events that you're organizing. So that's great. Exactly. So, yeah. And these centers, they have very good locations because normally they offer like, for example, lunch, activities, courses. So some of them, they are very well, they have everything, big rooms, kitchen. So we can do everything there. And they are super happy that we offer these activities because normally they get to offer only events and activities only for elderly. And ours is elderly and foreigners. And then the feedback I get from the elderly is like, I am so happy to come here because everything is so, looks so happy and with energy because they complain that at the other events, it's only for elderly and the topics tend to be like death, like sickness, bad things. And with us, it's like completely other topics. And they learn much more about other cultures and generations, so they really like it. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your question. Mustafa, you have a question. Yeah, thanks, Liz, for sharing your experience. And um, um, my question would be, have you ever considered um, within your organization working with the foster kids that can also go and visit the elderly just as a part of like the community helping each other for example like in Canada um, if I remember correctly they have kind of a program like um, making the foster kids actually visiting older people so both the kids feel like they have a family and the elderly people feel like there's a communication going on and people they are remembered and have people to be with um so have you ever thought about it or it's more about the foreigner people to get included and um you know feeling connected with the uh, with the communities through your program it's a very good question and very good idea too <laughs> so thank you so you know i mean like we didn't do that although it's a very good idea and there is also this uh, project where the little children that until four they go to visit in the elderly homes and they do activities together. Um, there are different reasons like why we don't do this. It's like because most of our elderly are not from elderly homes. They still live like they at their own place. So okay. I would say they are until up to 80 and they're still young and they can move and walk. No, sometimes not so far, but still. And then with children, no, because we concentrate in this foreigner expats group. Like the, for this group, Although there are a lot of uh, social projects and initiatives for children, um, for um, refugees, for example, the other groups are not, there are not a lot of offer there. So it's like you cannot even participate, although you would love it. And mm -hmm. that's why. That's why. But I would love to do something with children. This is a weird idea I will maybe reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Any other questions in the audience? Raquel, 
Yeah, hi. Thank you, Lizzie, for your presentation. Have you thought about spreading like the initiative like to nearby countries? Well, that I would love to. <laughs> so, I would love to do that. Uh, unfortunately, it's a little hard and it's a complete non-profit organizations to achieve that. Um, but I would love that. So our plan was to expand in other big cities in Germany and, of course, in other countries with the similar problems. But um, it is not so easy. But we would love to, yeah. Pat, you also have a question. Yeah, thank you for your inspiration. I think it's really cool to hear your story and your personal experience put to work in uh, helping other people. Um, but as an NGO, um, yeah, the hard part is always talking about cash and funding your projects. So how do you guys raise funds for doing the projects, for helping the, the community and, and getting people together? This is also a very good question. <laughs> yes, because we are completely non-profit. So we are depending always in external funding and donations. So now we have like... Is a, we try to get from everything possible because it's very hard. So we are mainly founded by the city of Munich, the social referent. Then there is also now we receive three-year funding from the Weizham Stiftung, like this giving us more chances to continue. And then the Deutsche Postcode Lottery. So these are the main donations, that we, main fundings that we get. Also, we work with companies through like corporate partnerships to get donations and also private donations. But the main ones are these fundings from the bigger ones that you only get it until you are working some day, some years. So it's like the ones that you need to show a lot to they give you <laughs> something. And there, even there, it's like only the vice Hammer Stiftung, for example, now they give us for three years, but otherwise all the other ones, you always need to apply every year. So every year you have the challenge that you don't know if this is coming or not, but this is a normal for non-profit organizations. So. so yes, it's a challenge, but we will continue to fight. <laughs> Great, thank you everybody for your questions and for joining us for this recording. If you're inspired to get involved and make a difference in your community, we invite you to learn more about Rotary International and the Rotary Club of Worldwide Impact. And of course, Das Hello Project and Lepunt. With that said, I'd like to thank Lizzie for being here with us today and turn it back to her for her final remarks. Lizzie, the floor is yours again. Thank you. So I would like to say after everything, <laughs> like I encourage people, like, again, like if you want to do something, go for it, try it, at least try it. And so you don't have any regrets. And if you cannot go big and do go entrepreneur, maybe support the local community, support the small NGO with some hours. So you can always help others. You can always support. And I think everybody should do it when they can. And thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to share my story with all of you. Thanks, Lizzie. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Until next time. <laughs>